Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a food tram sitting down by the street But leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away if you're going. All right. Let's launch this thing. Welcome to the Outdoor Zone Live Bunkhouse. Just an old tin jack on the back of the ring. But we call it home for two hours every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m., live with you right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network or 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can find those on our brand-new website, theoutdoorzone.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Outdoor Zone. My name is TJ Graney in the bunkhouse with me now is cody ryan oh yeah sorry beef and beefsteak <laughs> i'm is back in the house Whoa! Back, baby. <laughs> what was that an what owl <laughs> yeah I'm, a, I'm i'm the wise one i guess of the group oh <laughs> hey, hey. Like it. sounded That's really weak we sounded weak High wire is the ranch hand that gets there early, gets the gate open, makes sure the old pot belly stove gets fired up. Water gets poured over the old coffee grinds from last week and uh, put a screw in the screen door that just won't stay shut. Need to put another little little hooky latches on there. A hooky latch. You can find those and probably (laughs) all that more at McBride's Guns because with the way society is pounding on our right stone. <laughs> I want guns. somebody it's to go over there and say, oh, yeah. I'd look a hooky latch. Said, you have any hooky latches? You had hooky latches. <laughs> yeah, that, that's weird. Well, they have they have something that will protect you better than a hooky latch. How about that? Uh, our, support our local gun shops, the ones we trust with our constitutional rights, McBride's Guns. They're Austin family owned and operated local full service firearm dealer. They have a gunsmith on site they have all the ammunition that you need or they can get it mcbride's guns you'll find them in the same place it's been for years right there at the corner of 30th and lamar call them 512-472-3532 or online mcbridesguns.com because mcbride's guns yeah they're our hometown gun shop and they have hooky latches (laughs) just ask yeah Yeah, go to the gunsmith and ask for that it's code for nine millimeter uh, <laughs> so I was watching a, uh, I was watching, I guess it was history channel. I don't know. I was doing a two hour zone after everything, just playing catch up. And I was watching industrial 
industrial makers of the wars or whatever and it was just about how america when we got into the war with um, germany and japan and and really our our model was um, every other country forced their people into labor they forced their people into the factories to do stuff and america roosevelt i think it was started with roosevelt he said no i'm going to go to my industry leaders my my car leaders henry ford and the guy who ran chevy and he said i'm going to ask them if they can help us figure out how to do this and they engaged those brilliant guys and that's how come we we kicked everybody's tail is because we, we had these brilliant guys creating these um, factories that could put out the planes and and tanks and and but they also there was a segment on guns and uh, it was really, really, really good. So anyway, I bet I bet Savage was to watch, Savage was, was to, on there, right? Uh, was mentioned? No, they mm. had um, they had Winchester. You know, they had the uh, no, no Savage wasn't on there. Wow! But it was really good. By the way, he didn't uh, know. He probably dozed off in and out of that whole thing you saw i did exactly glorious day i, I think he's I like that you. one guy I, went and talked to the really other smart and guys he used a hooky latch build to stuff. build a new plane so that's why we, we have won guns today because we're america uh, uh, hey, by um, the way by the way it's 52 degrees in estes park uh <laughs> it's going to be up to 85 there today but tomorrow it's only 55 high 71 Forty uh, percent chance of rain. Just wanted you to know what's going on at Estes Park. Wow, who cares? Uh, we got no, people kidding. at Estes Park <laughs> care. People it where it's going to be a hundred and five. We got a chance of rain this week here in Central Texas with a uh, cool front coming in. You know, I I was looking ahead in the weather ahead, and it said that uh, Texas in August is going to be cooler than July. Yeah, it's good. shifting a little bit. We're getting a little change. The, the, you know, I think it's I think it's that the Earth has turned. Oh, ever so slightly. Huh, it's off I axis joke. just a little <laughs> bit. I don't like to jo- I don't like to talk about the Earth moving and the axis and all that stuff because I have this real weird fear about you know if we're just knocked off the axis or off the tilt just a little bit like where where do we go we just go floating off into no no man's land and that's the end of the world wow okay right so did i right? say or something what else when you were a place? kid was it did we watch the movie wizard of oz or something i don't know which movie that... it was yeah i don't remember planet of the apes you know when you're talking about the weather the hot weather we learned yesterday we took the KOZ Kids or Kids Outdoor Zone, which is an outdoor adventure ministry from 8 to 18. Boys go out and do something interesting in the outdoors or do an extreme adventure every month. It's hunting, really hunting, fishing, hunting, fishing, praying. Yes, you can. Uh, we have one out of our church and we did shooting yesterday. Oh my. That drew a lot of young men, but two of them. Honey. No, actually, four of them had never shot before. Two were brand new to the group, and man, they took to it like a tick on a pig. I mean, it was they—they they were a little scared at first, but then uh, the proper safety 
that we got up and I talked about safety was our was our foundation for the day because one thing that you and I talked about uh, T- TJ was TSR uh, Texas State Rifle Association and I believe uh-huh. the uh, NSSF the National Shooting Sports Foundation they're not running away from any of this you know gun talk they're pushing into it going we've got to educate the young people on firearms as being a tool in the outdoors and how to use it. And so we're taking that approach. We're rising up to the occasion during all this trash that's going on, you know, all this crap to uh, try to do something that may be successful in uh, learning and teaching young people about gun safety and Uh, how to use it as a tool. Statistically, that is exactly what needs to happen that's exactly what uh, minimizes the curiosity and the abuse of firearms by kids the the other thing that was really interesting i read an article and i think it was in the new york post this week i had a bunch of people send it to me and it was about the effects of marijuana (laughs) yeah kids today yeah i sent that to you also stuff with drugs and this you know newfound uh, legalization of marijuana, marijuana, and the strength of it, it's gone from 3% back in the day to 100% potency, and it, it absolutely affects the brains of um, these kids, and it is absolutely one of the reasons um, the neurological system in kids in working but i think that was one of the things anyway, they all had in common those man, young men me going off i took that. i took a uh bucket full of crawdaddies over to cody ryan's <laughs> this week i know I'm, that was i'm in that pond mighty fine i have my crawfish hatchery started i will yeah. be growing <laughs> rice next year to and then putting down my crawfish traps and i'll be selling crawfish y'all live. be need, y'all y'all need some okra Growing over there to the side Fayette, somewhere. Fayette County crawfish. I thought the Fayette crawfish County. were well, that, just that's bait. That's all mine's good for. Aren't right they now? just bait for your bass? And now, yeah, well, that's the idea. But uh, the problem is, I don't have a real good water source. My water source comes from above, and uh, currently, hey, that is the currently, water source, baby. That's not the long-term water source, but currently, that's water source, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know if y'all noticed, but we're a little low on rain. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Beef, the you only wouldn't... upside to it was going out of town, mowing before I left, and coming home and not having to mow. That's the upside to not having any rain. Not having to come home. You know, the problem I realized with having our property, our little farm out here, is that I would go on these fishing trips, right, across the country or whatever, be gone 10, 12, 14, you know, days, 20 days or whatever. And I would come back. I would leave, you know, the farm. I would be working, working, working around the farm, trying to get it in, you know, in order before I leave town to to go fish somewhere. And I'd leave. The farm would look fantastic when I pull out, right? And then i come home two weeks later. And the farm looks like, you know, everything needs to be mowed again. I didn't get to enjoy those two weeks of, 
not having to mow. It's like I before I leave, I mowed. I get back, I mow. So why don't so. you give the keys to Cody Ryan? I mean to uh, TJ and let him uh, he let him time come over. Yeah, he's already he's right. got his hands full, huh? I got my own pastures. Hey, but beefsteak. I was going to mention. There's a a, a real. Um, it's uh, very. Um, very spiritual to sit on the tractor and shred uh, for acres and acres. And yes, I it is. Maybe you could really uh, use that time yeah, a little at, at any point. Boosty, boosty. Yeah, if you need to come hey, out here and connect I, with God, you know, I'll give you the keys to the tractor <laughs> and let you shred if you want. Man, and he's an old farm boy. He knows how to shred. Hey, I, uh, I sent you beef. Did you see the bakery? That was for sale. Yes, my my wife. I sent it to her. I said TJ sent this. Read it. Okay. And as long uh, as you sent that over to Cheesecake, uh, every a week, hotel or a bakery, we're gonna get it figured out here. You just trust me. TJ's like a tick. It just keeps. It just hangs on. And every week, he sends something new about what we could be doing out in the country to get out of the rat race. But. If you want to get out of the rat race, stop doing the things that you're doing and have more time. You could always take your vehicle over to Sun Automotive. Everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do, and we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Are you ready to go see them? You can visit them at 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Let's go to their website, sunautoservice.com. All right, coming up, we'll talk a little fishing on the flip side. Uh, plus, we have all your favorite segments left. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, brothers, sisters, regulators. You're tuned into the number one outdoor show in Texas on outdoor radio and a favorite podcast across the country. Just got a note from Dan Cook, one of our listeners in West Virginia, said all he said was climate change. <laughs> He's trying to start a start yeah. a conversation. Hey, I'll start a conversation right now with Nile Maxwell Supercenter this summer. You to, uh, this the summer is the summer to build your perfect new ram with all without all the added charges, market adjustments, addendums, and pay nothing until it arrives. During the Nile Maxwell Supercenter Make This Summer event, we're making our huge inventory of new rams even better with over 38 years of experience. We'll find you that perfect truck during today. Uh, just because it's not in stock doesn't mean you have to settle for less. Our Ram truck team at Nile Maxwell Supercenter will set down 
with you and build out the exact ram the best that best suits your needs. Build it, buy it, and we'll deliver it right to your driveway. The savings and selection are here at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealer in Austin. Come save thousands at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. 620 and 183 on Austin. See all the savings online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. So, a uh, little bit of fishing stuff going on, but it's all happening up north. Uh, as as some may know, I was up north at uh, in Michigan, in the middle middle part of Michigan, I guess, the eastern side of the middle part of Michigan, Lake Huron which is one of the Great Lakes, right? That is true. Not the most famous Great Lake. I mean, you don't hear people talk about Lake Huron a lot, but I'll tell you that the Bay City, the area that we went out of, was uh, a really cool area, really cool fishery, and uh, and a bass fishery that, I I mean, I don't remember if I I told you all last week, but that the bass fishing is overlooked there's not a tackle store that has what you need up there everybody focuses on walleye which is great the walleye fishing's great too caught some walleye unintentionally but <laughs> some giant fantastic giant walleye um but walleye. the bass fishing is is something that's overlooked and and uh a lot of fun. So a lot of the tours and all that have go up there this time of year. It's obviously 127 degrees down here in the south. <laughs> and uh, there's really no place to go other than up north. The Bassmaster opens. Uh, yesterday finished uh, their northern open on Lake Oneida. And uh, really tight weights. Looks like guys caught a ton of fish. It's just it's just refreshing to go up in that side on that side of the country, and I never understood it until I got into kind of the national fishing scene. Growing up in the South, you know, you just I mean, you either go out super early in the morning this time of year. Sometimes we used to night fish this time of year, middle of the yeah, summer. You did know, some night tournaments. Out. Yeah, there'd be or we would go out at night and. Uh, fish the lights at night, uh, you know, around docks and yeah. catch white bass and do that kind yeah. of stuff to kind of break up the time, but stay fishing. But you know, your normal fishing till two, three o'clock in the afternoon was just not a thing. It is just not a really a thing in the South, you know, unless you're really truly diehard. But man, I'm just not that diehard. I don't. I don't guess. Obviously. I could and would. Well, I but saw, it's just I saw. not something you desire to do, right? You know, fishing gets tough. And it gets hot, Ugh. man. So, uh, going up north, I, I get it now. I completely get it. Going up north, um, I thought it was interesting this article you sent out because I know in a, uh, uh, I know in the tournament that I was at in, in Michigan. Lake Huron, that we had some fish care issues the final day. You know, a warmer day, uh, there were some algae blooms in some of the backwater bays, you know, because the temperatures had been warmer and all that kind of stuff. 
and so we were, you know, all very, very, uh, oh, what's the word? Careful, but, you know, aware that there could be some fish care issues, even though it was still 72 degree water, you know, still cool water and all that. But there was some stuff going on in the water. And uh, I thought it was interesting that you send off this, send in this article, uh, a massive fish die off happening in Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. In Michigan. Right. Yeah. At cooler water, you know, it doesn't seem like, why would that be happening? Uh, Michigan's Department of Natural Resources says it's happening. What's happening here? The massive uh, die off happens, happened before the DNR said. A fishery biologist says, there's good news to see this happen. If you're walking around the Grand Haven State Park beach over the holiday weekend, you might have seen lots of dead fish. The populations exploded back in the 1950s and 60s. So basically, wasn't much for pre- uh, wasn't much for predators for them. Um, well, that fish is uh, it's a little two three yeah, inch alley wife fish. Yeah, that- alley. A- ale wife or al- yeah, alley wife? Yeah, I know it's not alley wife, but I know it's it's yeah. They got some and, name for it. But the the other thing I thought was interesting in that is the it says the um, that the Great Lakes have over a hundred and eighty invasive species. Yeah, I yeah. mean that is crazy. 180 there's no way you ever turn that corner and so they're saying you know this algae bloom was good because it wiped out a bunch of this one particular uh non-native fish and they were having problems with too many of them anyway um but i it's an interesting thing to happen just right at the same time that that those tournaments were having your your guys in those tournaments were having problems with uh keeping fish alive and I just thought, hmm, that's a really interesting uh, timing on that. And that's just exactly the time when you guys were up and around there. Yeah, we weren't Lake Michigan, but we were, you know, um, having some of those issues. But they're saying it's actually a good thing that uh, that the kill-off, I guess, happened because it, it kind of balances things back out, right? Things were not balanced as far as fish numbers go and so occasionally you gotta have a little bit of you know something something either well with when you don't have predators in there to do anything to balance enough i guess yeah to balance it out so the numbers just got off and so it's it's nature's way of balancing things out right it's amazing how that stuff happens in these giant bodies of water says Chinook salmon feed exclusively uh, or 99% of their diet is on these little little creatures. So uh, they're looking at stocking more of those Chinook, Chinook, Chinook uh, salmon. Nice. You know, it's oh. just, it, it goes back to trying to, uh, I don't know. Just I I kind of get to a point where it's like just let nature do its thing, right? Though you know. <laughs> yeah. What I mean? Well, there was it... I, I read some other articles about um, people who were letting a perch go, and I, it may be in some of the stuff we're going to talk about um, 
later in the show, but there was an article about somebody who let some perch go in a lake that um, that were non-native, and DNR found out about them, whatever the state DNR found out about them. And so they're poisoning all the fish. They're killing all the fish in the lake to get rid of this one perch that was put in there. And then they're going to reintroduce all their original trout and everything. But they're nuking the whole lake. It's I mean, they're that, they're, they're that worried about it. The invasive species, the black carp, uh, which is found in Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois, most prominently right now, a hundred dollar bounty is what they're paying right now. <laughs> Come on, a hundred dollar bounty for for every black cart caught in Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois. Wow, up to a thousand. I read the fine print, of course, because mm-hmm. I was like, well, if you can make a living on this deal, I may, <laughs> you know, pack up a few rods, pack up the family, and let's uh get the let's old, go up there for a couple months of carp fishing, the old and, mobile home. Rolling yeah, down us, the road. Make us 40, 50 grand real quick, you know. Uh, but they limit you to just $1,000 a year? $1,000 a month. Maximum, you can turn in a maximum a of 10 a month. And uh, until funds run out. So I guess they have a little coffer. And, and I hadn't been able to find out what that coffer has in it. You know, does it have 10 grand? Does they have 150 grand in it? So you were serious about this. You really were looking into it. Well, I dug into it a little bit. Yeah. I was going to get, I mean, 100 bucks a fish? Yeah. I've caught caught more than 100 bucks. I mean, I've caught, you know. You've spent more than $100. You mean get paid for fishing? For fun? Let's get this. Maybe uh, that's the truth. Get this organized. Oh, thank God for good help, you know, and, and good help and sponsorships this year. A good sponsor of mine, Altrua HealthShare. Finding affordable, top-quality health care options can be tricky for the sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. But Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua is not insurance. However, it offers powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Yeah, I have my family uh, with an Altrua HealthShare plan. First contribute each month to a membership escrow. Eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. It's that easy. That's literally how it works. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. All right, coming up next, we got news of the weird. Hey, they're killing bear to make room for the homeless in Alaska. You don't want to miss it. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. I'm Cody Ryan. Sitting in with me, 
Beefsteak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ is, you know, he's just wandering around. He's lost. We don't have we don't have anybody watching him and and uh we don't have anybody watching him directly this morning, so he just kinda wanders around and does whatever. I thought uh, he was TJ, gonna TJ, come back. Come back. It's time for you to do uh, come back. Austin's new hottest restaurant right now. Hello. <laughs> are are you He's there? Not paying attention, is he? Uh, there, so I'll do it. Alston's hottest new restaurant, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Our amazing friends at Shore serving regional cuisine combined with uh, flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They've got a really cool selection of oysters. Uh, they had a special on their oysters uh, start on Mondays starting at 5 p.m. It's uh, a whole lot of fun. Plus, they got an outdoor patio. Sunday's a great time to go by. Go today after church and enjoy a beautiful meal out on the patio at the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Owners Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider invite you to join them at Shore, located just uh, west on, or Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Check out shoreatx.com for all their music lineup and all their specials. Go get you some. Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Okay. I wandered back back in. He's back. All right. Somebody found him. I went and filled my glass up with water and came back. And you guys were, and then forgot that we were doing a radio show. And, no, uh, y'all just can't, y'all just got after it a lot quicker than I was expecting. You know, you got to put pump that handle up and down, up and down, before the water even gets there. To anyway, hey, so uh, man, this has got me about sideways, and shocking. I, it, it's got every element. Let me just give you a little taste of it, and you tell me where you think this is right and where you think it's wrong. Four bears killed in Alaska campground reserved for homeless. Alaska wildlife officials have killed four black bear in a campground recently reserved for people in Anchorage who are, Anchorage who are homeless after the city's largest shelter was closed. Employees from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game on Tuesday killed a sow and her two cubs and another adult bear that was acting separately stealing food from tents inside centennial park which is managed by the city officials say anchorage alaska's biggest city with nearly 300,000 residents but is also bear bear country the park is located in east anchorage let me Nest- let me say that all of alaska is bear country <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, certain if areas we're gonna, are going to be more berry than others. No, this is a very all, berry it's all bear country. The Department of Fish and Game said Anchorage residents share the municipality with up to 350 American black bears and up to 65 brown bears. Certainly, it's busy bear time for us here all across Anchorage, said Department spokesman Cynthia Wardlow. The part of Anchorage, this part of Anchorage, does 
tend does tend to be a pretty active bear area because of the high density housing. The city closed its pandemic mass shelter at Sullivan Arena on June 30. The arena had housed hundreds of homeless people throughout the last two years, Alaska Public Media reported. When the shelter closed, some people who are homeless moved to Centennial Park, grabbing the 84 available spots after the campground stopped taking reservations from the public. So they just squatted, squatted, huh? They took over the park and our taxpayer-funded, cared-for park took all the camp spots and no longer uh, allowed us to use it. Corey Allen Young, a spokesperson for Anchorage Mayor Dave Bronson, said there are 210 people living in Centennial Park and the city has provided enhanced security for camp users. The city also has bought brought in 60 bear-proof food storage containers, 20 bear-proof 32-gallon containers, and doing hourly cleanup efforts to mitigate the trash and food. We also God forbid to- you teach those grown humans yes. to clean up after themselves. We also continue to inspect camps and educate campers about bear safety practices. And Young said in the email, the campground just off is an ideal jumping off point for Alaska travelers. And it warns campers not to share food in, or store food inside tents or outside coolers so bears are not attracted to campsites. One is it's a public campground that these people just took over. I don't care who you are. You just went over there and took care of it. One is they they just opened the floodgates. You know, these people are going to go somewhere. They opened it up. These people went over there. And what, what, tell me one besides uh, Allen, uh, the, the uh, place here in Austin where they have the tiny houses and they have that faith-based group that's doing the homeless um, program. Fishers uh, tell, me, yeah. tell me one homeless campground that isn't just a pigsty. And they're doing this to a state park in bear country. And, and the bears come in there because there's food. And these people don't use the food lockers. They don't use sanitary anything and now now they're having to kill the bears because of these peoples in subordination or whatever it just yeah i I actually staff are doing the best they can to manage the campground and minimize attractants but there are still a lot of tents with food in them, Dave Battle, the fish and game department area biologist in Anchorage said in the statement, until that changes, more bears are to come into the campground and get into tents. Well, you got to think, though, that, I mean, I don't I don't know the homeless situation, but being homeless, uh, you know, you're probably pretty protective over your stuff. So hanging your food, you know, up in a tree or whatever to keep it out of bear areas probably um not something you're going to do with the homeless mentality why don't you just go to seattle or la (laughs) san francisco drop down to where the it's a long that's a long walk yeah i guess if you're going to be homeless anchorage is not the place to be right come on (laughs) weather wise sounds like it is you got full-time maid service you're right 
you've got, I mean, they're taking so 100% care of So is this kind of like drug addict use where you're just enabling people to continue bad behavior by supporting Does killing it? killing any, any particular bear is a very temporary solution. There are always going to be more bears in that vicinity because of its location, and we can't teach bears not to eat what they can find. <clears throat> it would be interesting if one of those 60 brown bear found their way over there and started eating stuff. Mm, there's a <laughs> chewy center inside this tent. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> like a Tootsie Roll, right? <laughs> Drives me nuts. So they caused the problem. Someone had to come in and take care of it. And who suffered from it? The bears that were drawn oh, and in. Us and us. It's our it's our park. That's the problem too. Is that you know if you plan on going over there and camping, it, that's probably not the park you want. I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I I just know the homeless camps that I've seen around the country and numerous cities around the country that it's probably not somewhere i'm just gonna hey fellas walk up build a little campfire and throw a tent up and camp in the middle of i don't know well, about that, you but why that's don't not just, the situation i'm walking into no why don't it. they just go downtown anchorage and just do it on the like in the city park in the middle of downtown or do it you know well they do that overpass too, sure. downtown or something well, they just came so they, in and took over. I mean, it wasn't like they went and said, hey, go to this campsite. They just they closed down their facility, which huh? we could even have a discussion on whether they should have even had that open on that facility uh, for COVID. But um, the problem is, is then they were they, they, they that started a problem. Then they took it away. All those people congregated in one area. Then they went out and they had to find a place. And like what you said, uh, Cody, who wants to have a neighbor like that? Why would you go? I mean, they took over all 84 campsites from what I hear in the article. But I and wonder everywhere if everywhere in between there. I wonder if this is going on elsewhere. I haven't heard much about it, it but you've got to think so, right? There have, they have had some problems in some national parks and some state parks where people have just kind of made their way in there and just took over. And, um, it, it, and look, I, I might think differently about this if I didn't have experience with the homeless camps that I've been a part of participating in. Uh, and been around so uh, you know if, if they were keeping them clean and they were like oh a park ranger came in and said this well let's let's switch to this let's do this and let's and they were trying i mean really trying to to do the right thing then i think okay well that, that's maybe that is an answer you know maybe we get them all small campers and just maybe this is a temporary fix while but they're they using and abusing it right but they don't do that well the majority of the homeless folks aren't truly homeless like they're not down on their luck and study after study this is kind of a social deal right this these folks aren't like down on their luck shucks i, I lost my job just need a helping hand that's not the folks that are coming in here 
filling up these national parks and leaving an absolute disaster behind. You know what I mean? Those that, That's not the kind of folks that are doing this. These are the kind of folks that are making a living at, uh, you know, this is their livelihood now. This is how they're living. Well, and- they, they categorize themselves. They call themselves travelers, which, I, you know, be a traveler, dude. Be a gypsy. I don't care. But just don't don't defecate in my creek don't (laughs) you know don't do the stuff don't do the stuff that just makes it it's not okay it's just not okay and uh, and for them to be killing bear that are native to that area a sow and her cubs no no that that ain't cool that ain't cool I'll tell you what's cool. If you're looking for the perfect truck or SUV and you can't find it, let the professionals at Nile Maxwell GMC have one built for you. Just because it's not in stock doesn't mean you have to settle for less. Our team at Nile Maxwell GMC will sit down with you and build the exact vehicle that suits your needs. How simple is it? Walk right in, sit down with one of our professional grade experts, build the exact truck you want, and then you'll receive it pre-order discount. That's pretty easy. Go see our friends, Nile Maxwell GMC, exit 256 in Round Rock. You can check them out online, nilemaxwellgmc.com. See dealer for details because we are professional grade. So coming up next, we got Game Warden Field Notes, and I'm questioning the ethics of a Game Warden in Wyoming. And I'd love for you guys to give me your opinion on it. We're going to do that here in just a minute. On the flip side, it's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hello, I'm Forrest Dale Wood, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind I got my baby up in my dear blind Woo! Alright, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. Welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned in. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate you. Share, share us with your friends. Uh, you can catch all the podcast, podcast platforms at our new website, theoutdoorzone.com you can also find out more about each one of the bunkhouse boys there and how to contact us and follow us on our individual social media um you can track cody ryan there beef is your facebook on there do you have facebook on there uh i think so for koz for our koz group Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Keystone Bank. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, and operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. To learn more or get started with Keystone Account, visit one of our locations or in person. Uh, visit one of our locations in person, 11,500 B Caves Road, 
West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas, or just go to the website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank, for all the information, Keystone Bank. That's where we do our banking. Now it's time for Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So, um, thank you, gentlemen, for being tuned in. And, ladies, I'm, uh, uh, we are huge proponents of law enforcement, our military, um, game wardens, and all the hard work they do. We have a lot of friends there. We've, I've got kids that have graduated out of our Kids Outdoor Zone KOZ program and 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 are now game wardens. Um, but the, you have to question, you have to question things sometimes. And I found this, um, interesting article, a pair of hunters from North Dakota and Pennsylvania filed a lawsuit against the Wyoming game and fish department, alleging they were wrongfully arrested on hunting charges in 2019 and are, are asking for damages of $2 million each. Blendy Kumani of North Dakota and Roland Shesh, Shehu of Pennsylvania alleged that while hunting in Park County in October 2019, Wyoming Game and Fish Department Warden Chris Queen began an investigation into the killing of three elk that were allegedly abandoned and left to waste in the area. According to a lawsuit filed in State District Court in Park County, the warden detained Kumani and Shehu ordering them to remain in the county during his investigation and preventing them from returning to their homes. The men argued in the lawsuit the warden's investigation failed to show that they shot the elk and any evidence actually provi- prove, provided and, and evidence actually provided they did not. But Queen pursued criminal charges against the two anyway. Kumani and Shehu faced charges that were punishable by six months in jail and or $1,000 fine. Wyoming state law prohibits the failure of any person to properly dress and care for any big game. During the course of the criminal proceedings, Queen and others with whom he acted misrepresented and or concealed from prosecutors the true and complete facts that had been discovered. Kumani and Shehu requested jury trials, which took place in September 2020. Both men were found not guilty of killing the elk. The men argued that Queen did not have probable cause to detain and arrest them, saying that they violated, he violated their constitutional rights. The men are asking for damages in $2 million, uh, future emotional pain, suffering, past, future loss, enjoyment of life. The Wyoming Game and Fish has asked the court to dismiss the case, arguing that statute of limitations on the allegations has expired if it was not clear if the person who shot the elk was identified or not. So game warden pursuing this, these guys um, had evidence that they did not do it, but kept going anyway. And um, now they're fishing game because it's been over this couple of year period of time. They're arguing the 
time limitations. Actually, his those two guys, their lawyers actually filed for this, but did not get a response from the Wyoming Fish and Game attorneys uh, within the time, but they did file it in time. So lawsuit's probably going to go through, and I'm guessing they're going to probably win it because um, it seems like all the stuff that I saw, their ducks were in a row. Well, they're going to settle it, of course, and that's all they're looking for. But two million bucks, to me, that says that's not a each. Yeah, that's not a the two million bucks each. What they're suing for, to me, is does not sound like a reasonable uh, amount for the for the issue, and that gives me personally, if I were to look at this case just from the outside in that just gives me a, an immediate um bias against those guys that are suing for the two million bucks each only because i think that's a little outrageous is that well, just me i think they know they're going to settle i think they're trying to make a point because apparently this game warden was uh and this happens i mean there's there's cops, there's people out there that, you know, there's, there's folks in this, in this, uh, legal area that, or, you know, there's just, there's stuff that happens. So, but, so I thought, well, who is this, uh, game warden, this Chris queen who, I mean, is there anything else? Is he done? Any, and it was interesting that, Powell game warden Chris Queen was cleared of any wrongdoing in the killing of a grizzly bear last fall in the Sunlight Basin. After reviewing the case, Park County Prosecutor Brian Stork said evidence pointed towards self-defense and Queen was left with no other option but to shoot the bear. While unfortunately that a grizzly bear and her, with three cubs was killed, the investigation leads to another conclusion that this was an act of natural self-defense by Chris Queen. And he was off-duty elk hunting, got himself into a situation with a grizzly bear who had three cubs and ended up shooting the grizzly bear in the head. He said he didn't have time to pull out his bear spray, <laughs> but he could focus his rifle directly between her eyes and shoot her. And she was a 21-year-old uh, female that they knew in the park that was tattooed in her on her lip. She was number 423. So there's a bunch of stuff there. It's like, hmm. Southside bear. That is 423 with a lip tat. <laughs> Southside bear. <laughs> Southside. Just kidding. I don't know. Um, I, dude, come on. Don't be going in calling this. And now you're starting to sound like, you're starting to sound like, uh, one of those, uh, podcast, the truth or whatever that podcast no, that all the, no. everybody's wife listens to. No, I was going to say like some hemp wearing, uh, <laughs> Go on and harass. Why would you waste it by just wearing it? Political Instagram account or something. You Republicans, you're nothing but you don't understand. Uh, I don't know. 
I just hey, so you you're this is my saying second bear story for the morning. I'm I'm pro bear. <laughs> he still wants to go bear hunting. That's yeah, all. but you, you want to go bear hunting. The irony behind the whole thing: you want to kill a bear so wanna, bad that you're. But I'm going to do it legally. Everybody else. I'm going to do it legally. It doesn't say it. Uh, he did it illegally too. He did yeah. it legally yeah, too. Yeah, he did. And those guys didn't kill those. Those guys probably <laughs> killed those elk somehow, even if it wasn't with their gun, and if it wasn't, yeah. They might have killed the elk with their gun. You weren't there. You don't know all the facts. But hey, the problem I, I was I know more than you think I know. The the problem was they didn't go retrieve them, right? They didn't kill them. Okay. They didn't even know about them. He just said they did. So the two million dollars. So put yourself in that situation, they were Cody. Completely, they were completely. And someone said that you were shooting. I don't know. Got a neighbor's cow. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, and it went, and you were charged with it. Wouldn't you want to clear your name completely? That's get that off your doing. records. That's what they did. Well, yeah, Cody's but, arguing I mean, the they've other already way. got it cleared. It's already done, right? Yeah, but this dude was they're above and beyond. They're trying to teach. They're trying to to correct. They they don't want oh Queenie boy here doing it to somebody else. So and I'm you not saying that he's in the right or in the wrong. I'm not defending him. I'm just blaming yes, the other are side that him. a couple of these guys are sitting around the old barbecue pit on a saturday afternoon like dude let's save that some for two million dollars <laughs> each man we're gonna come out of this deal they'll settle for half we'll make a million no each. i think they were more like Hell you saying i'm not yeah. gonna let this go down again i'm gonna put a stake in the sand and i'm not, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that this guy and why didn't they do it does sooner? not do this again why didn't they do it sooner why are they waiting so long they did they've been going through the process because we respect game wardens that's probably why. Maybe Give so. them the benefit well, of the doubt. The, I, I guarantee you it's the last thing these guys wanted to do. Heck no. They're going to settle for millions of dollars. That's not the last thing they want to do. These guys kept going. These guys kept going. And they kept pushing. And they kept pushing. And you would have done the same thing. And I'll tell you, the problem is they probably had faulty gates at their ranch. <laughs> There in Wyoming. And if they'd gone to farmranchstore.com and got some decent preferred or powder river gear, they wouldn't have that problem. There's no better way to ensure a successful farmer ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. From handling equipment, ranch equipment, feeders, fencers, uh, fencing, feeders, rodeo arenas, we're proud to offer you top quality products in the farm and ranch market today. The quality, this quality guarantees that our products have met superior standards of safety and reliability, which means you can feel confident that you're getting the very best for both your animals and your farm or ranch. Go to farmranchstore.com, farmranchstore.com, get all your gear for your piece of property, farmranchstore.com. That's where the landowner goes to get the work done. I don't even feel like bringing up anything other than bears, so that's what we'll talk about on the Bear Talk. Let's do more bears. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365, beartalk.com. No kidding, theoutdoorzone.com. There ain't no girls allowed. I guess things are different now.